so hello everyone who is tuning in this is the second episode for the student rep series in the school of economics and finance podcast today we have we have some special guests we have two of them we have philippa and manolis i would move it to them to introduce themselves and yeah i know you most of you know them let's have some introduction uh, hi hi everyone i'm philippa and i'm the undergraduate student support officer in the school of economics and finance Thanks for having us on. Uh, I am Manolis. I am the senior tutor and I'm a reader in economics and finance education at the School of Economics and Finance. I'm also teaching a few modules, Capital Markets One and International Financial Strategy. So some of you might know me from these modules as well. It's it's really amazing because you guys are like the face of this undergraduate program. And I'm sure that most of the students know both of you. And I think this episode will help them understand and get connected more. So let's start. This is a, a podcast where we talk about the engagement of the students and how you can make it more better for, for the students to interact with the, with the school, with us, from the student union. So this is something. So how do you think how the pandemic has affected the communication of the school and how it has been giving us challenges different from other years and how how do you think the school is trying to manage it let's just let's just hear some views from you um well i can talk about the perspective from when the pandemic sort of hit back in march um i just started at the school um and obviously it was quite a distressing time because lots of students were um coming to us in person and asking about leaving the uk and and yeah it was really difficult and communication was very hard because we were also relying a lot on um, you know, like government information. And it was, you know, like I say, it was, it was quite stressful and quite chaotic. Obviously, we quickly moved online and uh, almost immediately we started using Microsoft Teams. So as, as staff members and colleagues, we communicate quite a lot on Microsoft Teams. For students, we thought it would be useful to keep on platforms that they know about and that they use regularly. So we were using QM Plus as a means of communicating. We set up Q&A forums on some of the module pages and some of the central pages. Um, so for example, the info zone, um, so that students could post their questions there if they had any relating to sort of the implications of what was going on and we could answer them um, as fast as we could. And also that was a public space. So it wasn't just one student getting some information and then, you know, it snowballs and things get added, Chinese whispers type of thing. It was public information, public answers, which was quite useful. Um, and we also held uh, extraordinary um, SSLC. So again, we tried to sort of communicate with course reps and go through that channel to disseminate information. And then now in, in, in this uh, academic year, obviously everyone's a bit more used to it, um, used to the situation. And um, we've been using MS Teams a lot. And I think actually students also are, are in some parts migrating to using MS Teams. I think it's quite a useful way to communicate between us and students because lots of people are used to the sort of IM instant message way of talking and also it allows you to see when people are online so whereas before obviously um Asmane you, you you weren't on campus unfortunately but we would have lots of people just come to the counter and you'd pick up whoever you wanted to talk to and you'd speak face to face and that did happen between September and December when we were on campus for some of us but ultimately I think things like MS Teams, Zoom, you know, for example, I'm open to instant messaging, video calling, phone calling, 
And then, yeah, apart from that, obviously, we do make use of email. So it's really important students are checking their emails because often we send out um, emails to, every, you know, all of our undergraduate cohort with um, headline news and information. We do try to make sure that the information that we do send via email is just like what you should be reading and not just sort of random bits of information that, that aren't really that relevant. So, yeah, we're using a mixture of platforms at the moment. And just hoping that we can touch people exactly where they are, you know, what platforms they're using themselves. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Initially, it was quite hard to talk to the students. I myself understood it. But right now, I think it's, it's we are kind of getting more adapting to it and trying to make the best of it. Manolis, what do you think about this? How are we doing with communication in these times? Uh, there are many things to talk about when we're talking about student engagement and proper communication. Uh, the pandemic hit towards the end of the previous academic year, so it was unprecedented in the form, but a lot of things had to change in a very, very, just in a few weeks. So it was kind of very stressful for the entire academic community. And it was stressful for uh, the students, obviously, who didn't know how they could be assessed. It was stressful for the academics, for, uh, for the schools, for the universities all over the world, because they didn't quite, they were not prepared for the blended approach. They started using the standard approach where we had like face-to-face -face teaching and all of a sudden we needed to adapt to a blended approach. This academic year, the current academic year that uh, we are in, uh, we had a few months to prepare. The, all the universities here in the UK, they are, uh, and all over the world, because we have colleagues everywhere in the world and we talk to them, they are using a blended approach. They are using uh, an approach where online learning and online communities, they have been at the center of what we call the education in higher, uh, in the, yes, the higher education. Being at the center of the online community meant that we needed to use different communication strategies and different communication approaches. It also has uh, triggered changes in the way we communicate us with you, the academics, with the students, the students, and of course, uh, among them and the students with the university. So it has been a very interesting and very challenging times. However, I believe that uh, I joined the school in July and I believe that uh, less than a year now, I see that the communication uh, between the university and the students, but also I get the feeling that among the students, it is improving and people, they are adapting and adjusting to these new circumstances. From personal experience, I can speak that, for example, here at the School of Economics and Finance, we have the student staff meetings, the SSLCs, where even the students, they see like an improvement in the practices of academics from the first to the second semester. It is uh, tricky, it is uh, interesting, it is challenging, but when we're talking about engagement, there is two words that uh, come to mind, and these are the two words that I stressed particularly during my talk in the welcome week. I suggested that uh, it is important that we become active learners. 
that students become active learners and they're not simply passive recipients of knowledge. And engagement is something that uh, the universities globally, but also the student community is uh, something that we have to be very careful. We need to make sure that there is engagement because at the end of the day, the education it is a social activity. It is a social activity which involves the students, it, it involves the academics, the universities, and most importantly, it is a social activity that would like students to talk to each other. Here, for example, at the School of Economics and Finance, we try and uh, foster this engagement by having for each one of the modules at least two hours of interactive sessions. We have one live uh, lecture, we do have one uh, hour of tutorials. We also try to provide asynchronous materials that students, considering all the digital accessibility issues, can engage with at their own pace and time. We try to, to, uh, to have like this blended approach to combine these two things because from the one side, there is the risk that education becomes something like a Netflix, which is not. It is a social and interactive activity. And that's why we try to combine the good parts from both worlds. It yeah, is a the, very big discussion. That, that sounds amazing. Uh, from the start, when we heard that this we would have blended learning, uh, at the start, most of the students were, we were kind of skepti skeptical how, how it will work and everything. But now that we have passed some time, we, are, we think that this is getting somewhere good and we are, we are trying our best. And as you said, active learning and being proactive and everything, uh, we, are, we are trying to stand most as close as, as close we can stay with that and hoping for the best. Uh, so uh, about engagement, uh, we have course reps all in School of Economics and Finance. Uh, we, it's essentially the cohorts that elect these course reps. How do you think uh, their importance and how do you think they're important to the communication with the schools and bringing forward feedbacks? How do you think this is helping us in doing that? Well, I think course reps are obviously incredibly important in terms of communication between us as sort of the administration of the programmes and the school, um, our academic community and the students, because, of course, we couldn't possibly communicate with every single student um, every single day or about every single issue. Um, so course reps are really valuable to us because they are the people who are able to collate opinion and bring it to us. You know, hopefully it's evidence-based, they have data, they have anecdotal evidence that they can bring to us. And it gives us a sense of where there is a collective problem. And actually they can, in you know, general terms, they, they can have a bit of, a, of an advocate type role for students who, you know, maybe are experiencing a problem that's not necessarily suitable for, for example, the SLC. It might be quite a personal issue. But what we're hoping is that course reps, as some of our students who are very engaged in sort of extracurricular activity and, and involved with the students' union can actually signpost those students to services which might be useful to them. So, for example, advice and counselling or the students' union academic advice service. So, yeah, I think obviously they're, they're very valuable. And then when we meet at the SLC, we're 
able to hear all of your feedback and then as an undergraduate team we discuss all of that everything that's come through um and then we can we can make changes where we think they're possible and where we think they'll be to the benefit of students there has been quite a few sslcs and i myself and have been there all the time and it was quite a informative and effective meeting i would say because it's it's a place where we can put forward our issues directly to the school and you you people so that this this is more taken and you understand it better from us um, because in normal terms the course reps are trying to get the most out of the students and send it to the school and that that takes that has a time lag it takes a few ta- uh, quite a few tries to get it right and some even then sometimes it we don't manage to get all of the feedbacks and when these type of meetings happen i think this you, this helps the school and the students have a great overview of what is happening yeah think, that's that's yeah go sorry ahead. i was just going to say i think like the flip side of that also is that um course reps are really useful to us because when we meet with them at the slc sometimes we're able to explain things um again particularly in this environment at the moment where we're very disparate our community is is far and wide um we're able to explain to you guys you know we come together on a on a teams call video call and if you guys have got questions or there are certain rumors or misinformation that is that is moving around in students environments where we're not you know we're obviously not that we're able to explain things to you clarify things i know for this academic year and the last academic year, there were lots of changes to academic regulation and that can become very confusing. And it's sometimes hard to understand how that applies to your own study, your own marks, etc. So course reps are very useful because if I can make sure, if we can make sure that course reps are really clear on, on what's happening and, and what things mean, then they're our mechanism for disseminating information amongst students if we haven't already been if they haven't been in touch with us personally or vice versa yeah yeah that makes sense uh Manolis, do you have anything to add on this we consider uh, the student voice and course reps which is an essential essential part of the student voice very important because it uh, allows us uh, reflect on our practices and most importantly uh, the idea of a course rep in the past uh, when i started uh, it was uh, all over the uk there was a philosophy you said we did that's not it's we work together like as i said before it is an academic community and in this academic community it is the students and it is also the university staff the academic staff all of us and me and Philip, when we come to the SSLC, we want to see uh, students, course reps in this particular case, reflect on their learning. What was the good things? What are the things that they would like to see more? If there are any issues and something very important that Philip mentioned nowadays, there are like increased perhaps demand for uh, support services. It is very important that the course reps are aware of this and they kind of in a sense like also help students signpost students to the relevant support services there is a lot of support provided by the school a lot of support provided by the university by the central university we want our students to be aware of all of this support and us the university we want to be aware of what practices students like what kind of uh, 
activities they prefer, what kind of knowledge they would like to get. In a sense, we would like to see you as active learners, reflect on your learning and say, where do you want to be? Not now, these three years that you will be with us, but later on in your life, because this investment, let's put it in economic terms, okay, since we're a school of economics and finance, this investment of yours is perhaps the most important one, because in a sense, the majority of the people studying economics and finance, they will follow a career in economics and finance. So what is a degree? What is the learning? The learning is something that we can assess perhaps in the long run. You can say five years in a prospective future job, you can say, yes, I remember that thing. We talked about it at the university. When you're watching the news in a couple of years time, you can say, yes, we discussed that in that particular module. Yes, we practiced on this one. We wrote a report. We took a test. We memorized some things. All of these things are very important. And that's how we want to have a relationship with course reps and with active learners. And that's what I'm telling you as the course rep of the course reps to tell the rest of the course reps. Yeah, well, this has been clear that the school values the opinions of the students and we are, they are trying to make the most out of it in this hard times, if I say. Uh, and I would like to say that this, they have done a great job. Uh, we are almost in, uh, approaching the end of the recording, almost. So I would like, just like to touch on how do you think this podcast initiative particularly would be helpful for the students to understand the importance of engagement and how do you think this would be something that they take it as a positive that they want to go to the school as much as possible to give their feedbacks? How do you think this will help them? Well, I think one thing that came to mind for me was obviously Manolis and I are actually quite new. We've been here for a year, just under a year. And that means that lots of students actually have not spoke to us. Um, in person they've not heard our voices they've not seen our faces necessarily so I hope that you know them hearing us and and speaking to you will encourage them to feel like they can approach us if they have feedback or if they have any issues that they'd like to talk about in terms of the course reps I think the same applies if course reps are I think your plan is to to have some course reps on the podcast and I think yes. again that will be really great for like exposure for them give them an opportunity to talk about what their motivations are for being a course rep um, because there are lots um, and they're all very valid so I think it will be a really good opportunity to give exposure to those course reps um, and again give make students feel more comfortable with approaching them with their feedback and hopefully in the future episodes you can talk um, a bit more in detail about what you guys have actually achieved uh, through your roles as, as course rep and school rep. Manolis, I would like to ask you, uh, this, we are at the last part. This this will be my last question for both of you. I would like to know more about what you both are doing from, from the school's perspective and what are some of the things that you are working to make better. And yeah, hopefully we will try to understand that mm -hmm. the contributions and how you think that having, how you can change something for the students for the better. Let's start with Manolis with this one. The idea here is, is here at the university and particularly for the undergraduate team, we have an entire team who is working on uh, number one, managing the day-to-day -day activities of our programs. 
the students, they see the final product. Behind the final product, there is a lot of work taking place. We, for instance, I can give some examples. The university had to adjust and introduce a blended approach, a blended approach which is actually used by many universities, Russell Group universities, uh, which uh, includes both asynchronous as well as uh, live sessions, interactive sessions. And of course, it also includes a lot of aspects pertaining to this blended approach. There is the assessment, there is the content, there is uh, the engagement, how active the learning can be. We are running weekly seminars for the teaching staff as where we can share information about what practices worked and what practices didn't work. We are doing training for the teaching assistants. All of these people that you see every week in your class, we are doing uh, training seminars for them. We have seminar series where we get informed about the latest things in research, the latest uh, developments in teaching and learning. We do provide support for all these extracurricular activities taking place. We do have an active advisory support system where each one of the students is assigned a separate advisor. And also there is a senior tutor, which is my role, that I talk to students myself. I am the academic advisor and I am kind of coordinating the entire advisory support system of the university. There is a lot of work that sometimes students they don't care actually to be honest with you all i mean what they should be care that what they should care about is like the final product and uh it is about the engagement what we do what we would really like like to do and that's how i would like to end is how for instance you ask the students can benefit from having like a podcast this podcast is something that you do with each other, okay? I mean, as a university, we have our formal channels of saying how we do and our practices. This is something that you students do for yourself, okay? For yourselves. The important thing is that how many students have heard this podcast? How the students themselves engage with all the material, that all these activities that they are taking place? We have face-to-face -face activities. We have seminars. We have lectures. How many students show up for these activities? Uh, this month, for example, I will be doing in the film club a discussion with Vimal, another colleague, and we're going to be talking about some interesting things. How many students will show up there? Engagement is a nice thing. And our students, they have shown to us that they want to be engaged. And this kind of engagement, we want to keep we want to increase and improve, of course, and we want to offer to our students more and better learning experiences. And this is the work. This is what we are striving to achieve here, how we can make all of these learning activities, which is our main ones, the lectures, the classes, okay, the main academic activities, but also the extracurricular ones, more engaging, for you guys and we want you to be there and we want you to come up with new ideas with new i was approached last month by a student and they recommended like to have 
a new society. I was happy to support it. These are the initiatives that we want to see from you. These nice things, these nice ideas. Yeah, that, that sounds amazing. Uh, so at the very last, I would like to ask you to say something directly to the listeners who are listening to this podcast, to the course, to the students. Uh, what would you like to tell to them? That's our question. I think that from a course rep perspective, my, I would like to say to them, please engage with RSLC. I would like to see attendance be better at the SSLC. And I'd also really like to see students being much more proactive in terms of data collation. Um, I've worked in students unions in the past and there was at some students unions, some universities are a lot more strict about student feedback and they really require a lot of data. And it seems quite mean when it's happening, but actually what it does is gives the course reps some some really good skills and it gives them the ability when they're talking about their role as a course rep potentially at job interviews because it's a really valuable sort of voluntary role to do it gives them some really concrete evidence of what they've done how they've worked through an issue what their evidence was and how it achieved a goal in terms of students obviously we would just like people to engage with us if they have any problems there's far too many instances where I hear really really random rumors going around and I just think I wish people would just ask me uh, to get some accurate information and to make sure that people aren't becoming distressed by the things that they hear um, online in whatsapp groups etc like I said I'm I'm available in in any kind of way, really. And I know people sometimes are a bit anxious about talking on the phone and things like that. And Asmane, I'm sure you can uh, advocate for this. I'm available for for chat on Teams. I don't mind at all. So um, some people do take that up and it's great. And it's really good for me because it means that I meet more of you, know your names and faces and stuff, which is great. So yeah, I just hope that as we move towards this more like blended approach and hopefully in September, more of us can be on campus. But the reality is that some people cut, they won't be able to uh, for, for a number of reasons, but they shouldn't be sort of left out uh, and they should kind of get the same experience in terms of support as everyone else. So I hope they will take that up. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I could speak for myself, but um, MS Teams and the engagement that has increased by, for me, using MS Teams has had a very positive effect for me. So I would encourage others to use MS Teams as much as possible. And most of the times people use WhatsApp and Facebook groups. And I have used both of those. And I can positively say that MS Teams is a way better way to uh, communicate with the students between each other and also with the school themselves. At the very end, I would like to thank both of you to come and have your precious times in this podcast. I'm really honored. And thank you. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, that's it. Thank Thank you you very much for having us. Thank you for having us. Look forward to hearing it back. (laughs) So everyone listening, this was the end of the podcast. As you all might know, this has been going on. We are recording this podcast over Zoom and it's totally live. Uh, So if there's any background uh, sounds, music or anything that you hear, you would understand that this is just live session we are recording over zoom so i would like you to have that in mind and please if you have any suggestions for this podcast particularly please uh give them to me or to ashley arnold he he is looking over the podcast and i am available everywhere so please feel free to get in touch with me thank you for listening everyone
Thank you.